The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm absolutely delighted that you can be with us today because we're going to have fun today. Take a look at the Self-Improvement blog. I tell you that every week. You're going to want to know about today's guests when you hear them, so take a look at their picture. Yes, there's two. Um, there's some videos in the right sidebar. And you'll see their bio and a little description of today's show there as well. So, so go there, maybe even now, and take a look. Uh, because, trust me, you're going to want to know. How many of you, or how many people do you know who are really, truly living their dream? I know a lot of people who are very successful in the eyes of society. You probably do too. They have everything that money can buy, but they'd be the first ones to tell you they're not living their dream. Some of them have trouble even remembering what that dream was or is. The one couple I do know who are living their dream are the Talbots. Today's show title asks the question, where in the world are Betsy and Warren Tablet Talbot? I don't know what's the matter with my tongue today. It wants to tangle up. I found them in Valencia, Spain this time. I looked up Valencia, Spain. The town's motto is Valencia, incredible but true. And if you check it out on the Internet, you'll be as envious of the Talbots as I am. My morning email had Betsy a note from Betsy that stated, We're in Valencia, Spain right now, and we'll be at our seaside hotel room at 9.55 p.m. awaiting your call. And I thought, such a hardship. (laughs) You got to take a look. Do a little Google mapping or a little searching for Valencia, Spain, and you'll know exactly what I mean. Betsy and Warren Talbot describe themselves this way. We are a recovering 40-something, you-can-be-free-to-live-your-dream-type-A couple who learned that living large is not necessarily living well. Circumstances made them ask themselves, if we knew we wouldn't make it to our 40th birthdays, what would we do differently right now? They wanted to travel. Over a period of time, they got rid of everything they owned, and I mean everything. Now they carry all their belongings in their backpacks. They've authored a number of books, including Get Rid of It and Dream, Save, Do. Their latest book was released last month and is titled Married with Luggage, What We Learned About Love by Traveling the World. I, I just got the book, and trust me, it's something that you're going to want to read. It reads like a wonderful novel, only much more creative. It is such a pleasure and privilege to introduce to you again 
Betsy and Warren Talbot. Hey guys, welcome. Hi Irene, we're so happy to be here. We're delighted, we're thinking we need you to help us to how can I help you? Us every would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but it's true. Uh, you've been on before a couple of times, actually, and you know it's so great to have a chance to have an update. But for the people who haven't heard you before, give us a little thumbnail, each one of you, uh, of of who you are. Betsy, let's start with you. Ladies well, first. <laughs> Ladies first. Well, I am the the um, feminine half of our duo, and uh, you know I had a conventional life just like everyone else. Worked hard and loved my family. Had great friends, but you know something was missing. And you know, like you said, when those tragedies happened, we asked ourselves that question. And um, you know, I I'm really lucky to be living this life with my partner. Um, I'm lucky that we have this business together, that we write books together, and live this life. And you know, we don't have the same successes that we did before in terms of financial and possessions kind of a thing. But what we have is so much more. At least in my my way of thinking. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear that in your voice, Warren. What about you? Well, I, I used to have a, a very conventional job. I work in technology, and by all stretch of the imagination, I was successful. As you talked about in your opening, I would probably have fit into that camp. But there was something missing that I didn't realize until these um, two friends of ours very close to us had these health, health scares. And when that happened, it kind of shook everything up, and I had to ask, what would I do if I wouldn't live for another couple years? And that answer was pretty evident, and it was travel. But I didn't run away from a, a life and a and drudgery. I loved what I did. I really did. But there's a moment when you ask yourself what you really and truly want in your heart. And that's what I did, and, and I realized it was travel with, with Betsy. And over the course of the last four years of full-time travel, um, we've become closer. We are a unit. We are a team. We are out there. And that evolution of our relationship is probably the thing that I cherish the most because, yeah, we've seen some amazing places and we've been some wonderful and seen some amazing things. But what's happened is, is that our relationship has moved to a level I never, never thought possible. And for that, I am now I now feel as a part of a team. So answering for myself is always harder now because there's a part of me that doesn't feel complete without her. You know, I do think that the internal journey has been the best part of this. I mean, sure, the, the external journey has been great. But it's funny. I paused when you asked me that question earlier because I feel like Warren does that it's it's hard to speak for myself not that that's a bad thing but you know it, it, we think like a team and, and that is important I, I I a retired non-denominational minister and I used to do a lot of weddings and I always told the couples you know you have to remember who you are and stay true to that but you're going to have a whole new thing you know you have Betsy you have Warren but now you have Betsy Warren yes. right and, and you you speak for Betsy Warren, and I don't know that I've heard anybody else do that, and it's really lovely. You know, well, think, for- yeah, we have, we have definitely um, grown together. You know, living, traveling, working with someone for 24 hours a day, seven days a week for four years, it, you know, you ought to get to know them pretty well, or, you know, there's going to be a much deeper problem. You're either going to make your relationship <laughs> oh. fantastic, or you're going to blow it up. <laughs> 
Or, yeah, you're going to have to one go east and one go west or some such. Yes, quickly. <laughs> now, before we get into everything, tell, tell the listeners how they can find you and how they can find your books. You know, these books, I, I just have to do a little quick commercial on your books. They're, they're, they're brief, they're clear, they're fun, and they're worthwhile. So, you know, and I just have read a little bit of the new one, and I can't wait. I almost didn't want to do the show. I want to read your book. Um, now, how can people find those? Well, you can find links to all of our books at marriedwithluggage.com. Of course, if you want to search on Amazon, you can do that too. But uh, on the website, we have other great information and blog posts, and we have a podcast that you can listen to episodes just like your show. And, uh, yeah, you can get all the links at marriedwithluggage.com. And I really encourage you to do that. Give us a thumbnail of where you've been. I don't want to spend the whole time talking about places. I want to talk about your relationship. But give us some idea of some of the places you've been you know, along this journey. Four years. Has it been that long? It's been almost four years, yeah. And we can't believe it ourselves. But we started off in South America and then um, had a wonderful six months there. Uh, traveled down to Antarctica, which was uh, probably one of our, the highlights of our experience, um, and then journeyed by boat up to England and spent several months in Europe. And then after that, we, uh, we, we polled our readers and said, hey, we need to work on a book for the next six months. Where do you think we should go? And we gave them three choices, and what one was Chiang Mai, Thailand, which sent us to Asia. And we spent oh. a year, we spent a, a wonderful, amazing, almost a year in Asia, which included an overland journey from back from Thailand, essentially all the way to Miami. So without using a plane, we traveled across uh, Mongolia, China, Russia, all of Europe, and then took a boat back across uh, the Atlantic again, spent some more time in North America, went to Mexico for a while. And then from Mexico, we went back to Europe, and uh, then we went to Turkey, where we hiked for 30 days. 300 miles. So Yeah, talk about make or break your relationship. Go off the grid. No <laughs> yeah. technology, no other people. <laughs> Just you in a tent and having to walk uh, a lot every single day. That will make or break. And we had a fantastic time. And then after that, we went to Spain, and um, that's, where we, you, that's where we are right now. And you're doing... A book tour, I know part of it is, uh, you know, on the internet, are you also doing, let's t- tell me about your book tour. Is it in stores as well as on the internet? What's no, going it on? Is, this, is the inter- this is our international love affair. Um, we told our love story from, in the book. And we decided that we would share our story um, via different love stories from 12 different romantic cities in Europe. And so we are there. Telling the story online, but we're not visiting stores, but we are doing a lot of romantic things. We're doing lots of romantic things. We we just took off. We are at our first stop in Valencia, so you've caught us at the very beginning of our international love affair. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, you know, and from the looks of Valencia, it's a tremendous place to start. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful place to start with a you know the sun rising up over the sea every morning. It's it, it's not a bad life, I have to tell you. There's been a bit of romance, I have to confess. <laughs> uh, well, we don't need to get into all the details here, <laughs> but we'll just accept it right there. Um, but but you start didn't your book tour start in April? I think that's what I saw on your website. 
We launched the book in April, um, but we started this tour um, on. So we launched the book on our ten-year wedding anniversary um, and decided that way, and then had this book tour start a few weeks later um, in order to give us some time to do some things and get things in order so we could take off. And what kind of a reaction have you had to the book so far? Oh my gosh, it has been overwhelming. I, I the emails and notes and comments we get from people. I I mean, really, every single day that I open my email, I start crying, and it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. <laughs> but people are telling us that they read our story and they see parallels in their own relationship and things that they can do together to make their relationship stronger, and that makes me very very happy. You know, right now I have you in that tent on the side of the cliff in Turkey in that storm. I know you got out because I'm talking to you, but I mean, you can you can almost feel what it's like being in that particular situation, and and it it was a very scary one. And on that note, it's time for us to take a break. This is Irene Conlon with my guests Betsy and Warren Talbot. We're going to be back with more of their adventures in just a moment, so stay tuned. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Where can you find wisdom in the little conversations of every moment in a show? One that brings you golden nuggets that you can apply towards your burning desires, life, and success. Tune in to Little Conversations Today with host Dan Deegan. Our program will provide amazing breakthroughs in your life and help bring you closer to your dreams. Set your internal conversation GPS and tune in to Little Conversations Today, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're changing lives through the power of Little Conversations. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guests today are Betsy and Warren Talbot, who are traveling the world 
Um, and it's they have some exciting things to share. They have a brand new book out, and we've been talking a little bit about that. You can get a link to that book on the self improvement blog. If you forget, you know a- about how to reach Betsy and Warren, you can find them on the blog. Um, your first chapter in the book is titled "The Worst Experiences Make the Best Stories." <laughs> now, what do you consider to be your, oh, I guess the best story and the worst experience would be? <laughs> well, you know, we've got to look at both of those. What's your best story? Well, I think for me, the best story is waking up in the middle of the night. Um, we were in the Gobi Desert. We had been, this is, we were in Mongolia. We were with a family. Um, they were having a family reunion, and it was just Betsy and I. We were the only two non-Mongolians or non-family members wake up in the middle of the night to the sound of Adele. And it was really loud, which is odd when you are, you know, probably 200 miles from anything. And they had used this whole family reunion. They had used solar power, solar panels to charge batteries so they could create an entire music studio, if you will. A disco, essentially. A disco. And they were playing Adele at deafening volume in the (laughs) middle of the Gobi Desert. So we went out and joined them and danced and sang. And they mixed um, popular music with Mongolian throat singing, with um, what's essentially a a sung poetry um, process. And it's something that's very deep to the Mongolians. Wow. I found that was probably the most touching memory that I have from the experience. I I think I would label that unforgettable. Yes. Yes, it definitely was. Very moving. Betsy, what about you? What, What was your best story? Um, you know, I think my best story was when we were on the boat crossing from Antarctica to England. And, and again, I don't know how we keep doing this, but we were the only passengers on the ship. <laughs> and uh, it was a repositioning cruise. And, you know, we kind of got to do our own thing and um, for five and a half weeks. And every night after dinner, we would go up to the very top of the ship near the smokestack. And we would lay down on the top and we would look at the stars. And because we were in the middle of nowhere in the ocean and it was inky black, everything... Every star shone. It was it was the most stars I think I've ever seen in my life. And it was romantic and beautiful and wonderful and made me feel like I was the luckiest person on earth. You had a five week trip from the Antarctica to England. Yes. I'm married to a very smooth talker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think so. Um, what about worst experiences? Warren, what was your worst? Or do you have a shared worst? I think one of our worst, but it makes a great story, is when we were coming back from Antarctica and we were heading to, we had to stop in uh, South America. And as we were going across what's the Drake Passage, um, we hit a force 12 storm, which is the worst storm you can reach. Mm. So that means you're going through hurricane force winds, 30 foot high seas. It's uncomfortable. And we sat, we went through that for 18 hours while the boat rocked and it listed to 46 degrees. That experience was the worst in terms of uh, comfort and the most amazing story at the end of it. Yeah, you can say I lived through a hurricane at sea or some such. There's actually a, there's actually a, a process as seamen. They say that if you ever make it through a Force 12 storm, you can put one leg up on the table. So uh, One leg up on the best dinner tables around the world. There you go. And no one I will say right anything. <laughs> oh, they probably would, but... You know, exactly. It's all right. I, I, I tell them, I'll give them my bona fides. <laughs> they'd need to hear the story, and then they'd let you leave your foot there. Betsy, what about you? What was your, what was your worst? 
I think the worst for me happened um, actually last fall. We were taking a train from Vienna to Budapest, Hungary, and we had just spent overnight on another train coming from Germany. So we were sleepy. It was early in the morning, got on the train, and I was so relieved that it was a nice car and we had plenty of room. So I put my pack above above my chair and uh, it got stolen. Oh. Along with my brand new computer, my passport, my credit cards, my entire identity, our business, everything was in that. Um, and I, my heart felt like it was going to stop. I felt like I had, um, you know, cost us a lot of damage um, personally and professionally, and I was devastated. And got to spend the afternoon in a Hungarian police station, which was about as dreary as it sounds. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> And we didn't get any of our things back, but what I loved about it is that it taught me that we can be a good team together whenever things go bad, because Warren really stepped up and helped me out. We were able to recover our life pretty quickly after that, and it showed me that even when terrible things happen like that, you can recover pretty quickly with the right attitude and and just taking action. Oh, and the right attitude is so important because you could have imploded and Warren could have raged and it could have been just a terrible thing. Oh, yeah. it definitely could have. I wanted to cry and he wanted to yell, I'm pretty sure, but neither one of us did. So, <laughs> And, you know, that's, to me, that's how relationships should work. <laughs> it's sort of a, an ideal situation that you guys created for yourselves. You state, and this is really to this point, you state the sheer volume of time spent together in ever-changing environments around the world and while trying to make a living, has forced us to learn lessons it might take years or decades to learn in a more conventional setting. Uh, That's a very strong statement. What's the main lesson you've learned? You probably have a lesson that's personal to each of you, and you probably have a lesson that shared or many lessons that are shared. Who wants to go first on this one? I think we would both probably agree. One of the biggest things that we've we've done, and it actually happened when Betsy got her backpack stolen, and we write about this in the book, and it's the idea of being the hero. One of the things that really exemplifies a relationship is when the other person is going through a difficult time, and you are there to step up to them. You may want to rage. I may have wanted to scream. Betsy may have wanted to freak out, but the truth is, is that She was devastated. She was in a difficult position. So I stepped up and I took the role of here's what we need to do. Logistical kind of just I'm going to guide her through this. And I held her hand through the entire process without screaming, without yelling, without blaming, without anything. Because the idea is she needed me. And I think that means so much in a relationship is helping the person that needs you, whatever it may be, and doing that for them. And she has done the same for me over the years. And I find that that one lesson has really helped us be a better couple. Yeah, we save the blame and the, the, you know, you should have known better kind of stuff for later. In the moment, we just focus on getting the person who's hurt the most back to normal. And that has been a great, great lesson in our relationship for sure. Yeah, the whole idea of soothing is so powerful. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. soothing when, when one of you is in trouble. Betsy, why, well, that was your worst. Warren, was that your worst? Well, well, that's Warren's lesson. My, my lesson is a little bit oh, different. My, my favorite Warren's one. Lesson. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, that was him. I just stepped in at the end like I always do. <laughs> I have to add my two cents. <laughs> I think for me, um, this is going to sound a little bit crazy, although I've written about it and talked about it in the book and in other places, and I find that there are a vast number of people who relate to me, so, so I feel more comfortable saying it now. But in the beginning, I thought Warren was out to get me. Oh, I mean, really, I did. I thought that, you know, little things would happen and I would read between the lines and I would think, oh, he's doing that to to irritate me or he's not paying attention to me because, you know, of some, you know, I made up all these stories in my head and I didn't realize how much I was doing it until I finally got to the point where I was basically you know, thinking that he was out to get me. And that's not how you should think about the person that you love. No. (laughs) Here I am. And, you know, finally, I realized that I had to take him at his word (laughs) and not try to read between the lines. I was priding myself on being such a good reading in between the lines person. And Warren finally told me, why can't you just... And I thought, wow, all this time I've been making up all these stories in my head and they've been driving me crazy when I could have just opened my eyes and listened, opened my ears and listened. And that has been a huge breakthrough for me, a huge breakthrough for me. And I talked to many, many other people. A a lot of women have told me that they do the same thing in their head and uh, they don't realize they're doing it. Yeah, probably a psychologist would call it projection. (laughs) Yeah, maybe so. Um, Were you able to talk that through really? I mean, did you talk about it or did you just solve it within yourself, Betsy? Oh, no, we had a huge fight, a huge fight, and it all came tumbling out. And that's the thing is you keep all this stuff in your head and you make up all these stories, and the other person has no idea what's going on inside your comes head. Because it comes out of nowhere. That's how it seems. And there's all these assumptions and presuppositions and uh, suppositions. Everything is going on. And you're, I was just sitting there completely shocked when this all started uh, surfacing. So I, I didn't have a clue, did you? No, I was lost. Yeah. I was completely lost. I thought we were just talking about the words that I had just used. I didn't know we were talking about the things that she thought I had said six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Women do that, Warren. <laughs> Betsy, you're not alone on that one. Well, we try not to do that anymore. We actually have a rule where we only fight about one thing at a time. And that has been, I think, a saving grace in our relationship because it is a, it has prevented us from going off track. We might fight for a long time about that one thing, although we usually don't, but we will not get derailed too quickly on that. And we also and always we- now assume the best intentions. And I think that that one That's phrase it. right there is probably a, a huge relationship changer for us. It's not always easy because you sometimes want to put the worst scenario in your head. But if you can really focus and say, this person chose me, they mean what's best for me, let's focus from there. I think that is really a a great way to approach everything. Yeah, he's not out to get me. He loves me. (laughs) Yes. I want to talk more about your your fight plan. But first, is there a lesson that you, well, that probably could be a lesson you learned together. You know, is there something that, other than this, that would be a main lesson you've learned as a couple? I mean, that's a huge step. Well, I do think assuming the best intentions of your partner and focusing on fighting about one thing at a time, it will dramatically clarify all of your issues. It has made our relationship much stronger. 
And everybody should have such a plan. We're going to talk about that. It's time for us to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guests, Betsy and Warren Talbot, saying stay tuned. When you come back, we're going to learn how to fight fair. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What does creme de la creme mean? It's the greatness of living, the willingness to be the best. It's living beyond what you know is possible with no limitation. Access Consciousness presents Creme de la Creme, a program that empowers you to choose and create the life you would like to have and entices you into being who you are, not who others would have you be. It's the best of the best. It's the finer things in life. It's brilliant. It's fun. It's exciting. Join us for Creme de la Creme every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericaempowerment.com. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guests today are Betsy and Warren Talbot. They're, as Willie Nelson would say, on the road again. Uh, traveling around the world. Uh, as I said earlier, I used to, I w- I'm a retired minister who used to do a lot of weddings. And one of the things I would advise my couples or ask them, I would ask them if they had a fight plan. And some of them would look at me like, are you crazy? But it's incredibly important. And I was excited to see in your new book a chapter titled The Rules of Fighting. How important is that to you? And can you tell us a little bit about some of those rules? Because I think this is a critical piece in any successful relationship. Well, I have to say in the beginning, I come from a background where there was no fighting. So I thought every fight was a path to the end. And so I resisted fighting for a long time. Warren, on the other hand... Oh, I love a good fight. Warren would fight what to have for breakfast in the morning. So we had this very different perspective on fighting. And if we didn't come up with a system or a rule or, or something to work it out, I think we would have uh, driven each other crazy. Yeah, so we had to come up with something. And it came, uh, the, the real impetus for this came in a, when we were in Scotland, 
Island, and we went on a walk together. We had somebody drop us off 12 miles away from the city, and we were just going to walk back. And about half a mile into the walk, we got into the, a huge fight, and we fought for 11 and a half miles, which, you know, <laughs> hours. And over the course of that, we fought about everything under the sun. We assumed the worst intentions. We broke know. every rule that we have now. And so that at the end of that, we sat down and we talked about a lot of things, not just the nature of the fight itself, but why we fought for so long, what, what we were arguing about, why we couldn't get to the root of it. And we put in place a set of rules. And the first one is, is that fight about one thing at a time. And we talked about that earlier because... When you fight, and we, I did it this day, is you just start bringing up everything. You start bringing up problems that you thought were put to bed years before, and you just you don't really hone in on the core issue. I think he actually blamed my ancestors for things that day. I, I mean, you, you right. really dug deep. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, know, you know, sometimes when things are just simmering on the back burner and you never resolve them, they'll come out in every fight. Absolutely, absolutely. But that's the thing about fighting about one thing at a time is that you actually do resolve the issue one way or the other, and then you can move on to fight about something else. But uh, the second, uh, the second um, point that we have is assuming the best intentions, what we talked about earlier, because there are a lot of stupid fights that, that result just from someone saying something the wrong way. So if Warren says, you know, are you going to wear that? Instead of me saying, oh, my gosh, he said 10 things in there, one of them being I'm fat and ugly and look horrible. Um, he didn't say any of those things. He just asked me if I'm wearing that tonight. And if I turn around and, you know, I can clarify that we've decided that we are not going to fight about stupid stuff anymore. And that falls into the realm of stupid stuff. So I think assuming the best intentions, you know, that will alleviate a lot of fights right there. And the third thing that we do in every, in every time that we have a disagreement is we have a way to end it. Um, now, for us, it's a cute little way, and it works for us. It won't work for everyone. But at the end of a, at end of a fight, I want to reconnect with Betsy, so I want to have sex. Betsy makes sure that she, I know that that's the last thing that she wants. But I always ended up by saying, do you want to have sex? And I always say, not if you want to keep all your parts. And it's it's a funny little joke between us, and it tells us that the fight is over. And I think so long, so many people, they have this simmering resentment, or you have this, you're just so you angry. Still. You never, there's never an actual end to where you can say, okay, we get back to normal. You just have to wait for hours or days to kind of let it die down. And we want to get back to normal fast well you almost have to yes we do in this because there you are you know um together and there's really no place to go is there no, no. It's, it is anticlimactic if you get into a big fight and you want to storm out of the room and you have to slide the uh the curtain that may separate you and the room next to it um yeah that's that's not very exciting oh I, we haven't stayed in a room like that in a long time <laughs> okay well, we did have a fight we did have a fight once in a place that had curtains on some of the doors within our apartment, and we did laugh about slamming the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love it. Another thing you, you talk about is finding creative ways to cut expenses because you, you've got to have run out of your original money right now, and, and you're, you're doing all kinds of creative things to pay your way as you go. But you you do things like house sitting. How do you go about finding these kind of opportunities when you don't know a soul in that city? 
Well, we have a, there's a program that we got into. Originally, we were doing it for friends. And so people we would meet along the road, they would say, hey, I happen to be leaving in a month. Would you like to come to England or to Germany or wherever? But now what happens is there's a service that we've signed up through. It's called Trusted House Sitters. And they um, hook up people who are looking for house sitters with people that are are house sitters and that have the available time and we have done that in a variety of places we've been in amsterdam we've done it in spain we've done it in france we've done it in the uk so i mean it's just a great way to see the world in and see it more from a uh, a local's perspective if you will but you know irene the thing about you know making this happen and it doesn't matter if you travel like us or if you have a different kind of lifestyle when you're in a partnership with someone and you decide you want to live a certain way even if you don't know how that's going to happen you will i don't even want to say magically find it out but that's how it feels but i think what it is is you put your focus on it and you start taking steps even if it's just googling you know how do people travel around the world how do people go to rodeo clown school um you know whatever it is I think that's the key is that you have this focus and you have this focus together. And see, that's the glory of it. And, and you, you gave me exactly what I was looking for here. If you really want to do something and your partner really wants to do that with you, you can find a way, especially with the Internet now. I mean, anything you need to know is there. Some things you don't need to know are there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you can find it. And if you have somebody that you feel safe and comfortable with and, you know, want to be in that endeavor, whatever it is, you can make it happen. And you, you, there's always little surprises along the way that you didn't anticipate. I know there have been with you. You know, you, you, you've just been talking about some of the things you've learned about each other that you really didn't know when you started selling all that furniture. But I, you know, I think that that whole selling of everything was such an incredible lesson. (laughs) Do do you think that had you not done that, you would have been able to sustain the lifestyle? Because you learned a lot about each other in that. Um, I think that we could have definitely, I think that we needed to first and foremost, in order to sustain the lifestyle, we needed to sustain us. I think that was probably the most important thing that we had to do. Um, it wasn't a financial problem. It was a relationship issue. You've got to make sure that you, we were ready to embrace the life that we created and make sure that we were both happy with it. Once we understood that, then it was turning our attention to how to sustain it. And writing and selling books has been a great way to allow us to continue to live this lifestyle. But, you know, I have to admit in terms of getting rid of all those things, and this goes back to our relationship issue, I have commitment issues, and I always have, and getting rid of everything and basically going all in with Warren was a scary thing for me because it meant, oh, my goodness, we really are doing this thing. And then when I decided we really are doing this thing, a lot of my commitment issues fell away. And it's so strange that you think that all this time you're a certain way because you're, you're, you're straddling the fence. But once you decide and you do something that makes it really, really clear – a lot of those issues just fell away. And I found that incredible at the age of 40, you know, after struggling with it for 20 years. Isn't that how it works? Sometimes when you let go, <laughs> then, then it all falls in place. Absolutely. You're not struggling anymore. 
You know, that's I would say that's the key to this whole lifestyle, this our entire relationship, is that we don't struggle anymore. Yes, bad things happen. Yes, we have to adjust to certain things, but that daily internal struggle of not knowing and questioning everything you do, that's gone. And wouldn't everybody in a relationship like to have that? You know, you don't have to travel the world to find that, but um I guess it helps, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that it helps. I think that in, in some cases, I would not recommend that you dive straight in, decide to travel the world, you know, and hope that the relationship works out. The um, But I think that we are fortunate enough to have made the effort when we needed to, because I'm not sure it would have worked um, if we hadn't put in the work. I, I would say that, you know, if you're as you're reading the book, you'll see that um, we, we go back a few years before we started traveling and we started doing some very intentional, conscious work on our relationship and, you know, really structuring it in a mature way. And I think that's what allowed us to go on this trip. Now, granted, we've gotten to some master level lessons, you know, at this point, but it was that initial work that we did living in the suburbs of Massachusetts and moving to Seattle that that really set the groundwork for our success. And you've had remarkable success. You know, has doing this, has living this dream, this dream that you you really made very, very clear before you set out on it, has it lived up to your expectations? Are you disappointed? Do you want to keep doing it? What's up with that? We definitely are. I'm not disappointed at all. I, this exceeded every aspect of my um, expectation. But I think that what happened is, is that I got more than I expected in return. I have a, I have a true partnership with the woman that I love. I've um, opened myself up to writing more, to be able to communicate more, to really be in touch with who I am as a person, which was a real surprise to me. And I think that finally, I have let loose of a lot of those balls and concerns and worries that I held on to for years that I feel um, really didn't help me at all, but in turn gave me a lot of stress. You know, for me, it was, uh, I imagined all the things that could go wrong before we left. And, you know, some of those things did go wrong. Other things went wrong that I never even imagined. But I never thought about all the great things that would happen. And it has so far, I'm I'm like Warren, it has so far exceeded my expectations. Um, You know, Friends tell me all the time that I look younger than I did 10 years ago. And it's not because, you know, I've, you know, had plastic surgery or have a tan or anything. It's an internal healthy glow. I mean, we've lost a combined 85 pounds together without really trying. I mean, basically just lifestyle changes. Everything we're doing is making our life better. And I just can't imagine going back to anything else. Wow. On that note, I think it's a good thing to go to break and let everybody think about what their own dreams are. This is Irene Conlon with my guests Betsy and Warren Talbot saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. 
Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenise and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. We're talking to Betsy and Warren Talbot uh, about their travels and about their relationship and their new book. Um, Give us the name of your book. Married with Luggage, What We Learned About Love by Traveling the World. Ah, you got to get it. Uh, Married with Luggage. This is not taking place of your first Married with Luggage, is it? No, (laughs) no, no. You can still get that one. I, and I'm wondering if there's going to be a series of married with luggages. But the, yeah, that we are actually talking about that right now. We actually have an idea for our next few books, and so um, the next one will probably may come out under the exact same uh, moniker. So cool! I certainly am one who will look forward to it. We were talking briefly about how you've changed, and Betsy, you were talking about how much healthier you are. Warren, what about you? What kind of changes has this brought about for you? I think that for me, the biggest change is internal. I feel like I am uh, more open. I am more willing to share my own personal uh, journey and, and the the emotions that come along with that. And then finally, I, I was identified before I left by my career. I think a lot of men may um, understand that. My career was who I was and everything else came second. And once you take your career away, you're left with a void. And I didn't know who I was, and I needed to replace that. So over the course of the last four years, I found out who I am. I know how I'm. I know I'm not identified by anything external, and I've allowed myself to explore different things that I really enjoy and be able to answer. Yeah, I really do like to do. You know, to write. I do like to explore. I do like to cook. There are things that I enjoy, and I am doing those things each and every day. Oh, I love that because when I ask people. Who are you really down deep? Most people can't answer. You know, it's a question that's very hard to answer, and I'm excited to hear hear that response. What's next for the two of you? What's on the horizon? Well, we um, just this, uh, just, it's nice that we're talking to you now. We just purchased a house in Spain. 
You're kidding. We are not <laughs> kidding. So, yay, surprise. You, where, where in Spain? It, it's in the Andalusia region of Spain, and it's near, uh, I guess, the closest big city would be Almeria, but it's a tiny little village. There's only about 500 people. It's a whitewashed village in the hills, in the, the dry part, the desert part of the of the country, but near the Mediterranean. We can actually see the Mediterranean from our, from our village. And we wanted to spend, um, we needed a place to continue to write from. It's hard to write from the road when you're constantly changing. So yes. this will be a place that we spend about six months of the year writing and doing our creative aspects and then the other six months we'll continue to travel and explore and get the inspiration we need in order to write those books i hope they have internet in andalusia oh absolutely very fast internet (laughs) we are we are all connected um and they also have good wine so life is good for us well hey i'm waiting for an invitation (laughs) (laughs) the door is always open absolutely I think that's just astonishing news that you two have bought a house, and I can't imagine a place more beautiful. You know, it's kind of the it restoreth my soul kind of place is what I would get from your choice. Well, it it is, but it also um, kind of solidifies. When I was talking about going all in with someone before about, you know, getting rid of all of our things, this house is was bought with our reentry fund. So basically the money we were going to use to to settle back down in the US at the end of our trip has now been used to buy a house in Spain. So we we are committed to this lifestyle just like we committed to each other when we started traveling on this journey. And again, it was like what I said before, when you take away that ambiguity, there there is no fear or worry about how you're going to make it happen. There's just making it happen. Now, is this little village a place that when you came there you said Oh, this is it. Yeah, yes. Is that the feeling you got there? Yes. It was definitely the place, and it was the people. I think that this is the thing that you realize when you travel um, full-time for as long as we have. People make all the difference in the world, and this little village is one of the most kind and gentle group of people. Um, it, is, it is true Spanish. I mean, it is everybody there. Um, is Spanish. There's no English spoken in the village other than just a few people. And so you get the full experience. And I that's what we wanted. And the people have embraced us. And that that love and their interest in us and our interest in them is what we fell in love with. You know, one of the things I love about how, you know your book that I've been able to read so far is how you try to get to know the people everywhere you go. And you, you meet people who are, you know, not the, I don't, I guess I want to say not the high flyers, but everyday average people that you yep. run into. And I find this really refreshing and, and quite interesting. And Everyone some of has the a story stories, to tell. Yeah, they do. And you have a way of pulling it out of them. <laughs> Just really <laughs> lovely. Really lovely. In fact, that would be another good book. You know, the the people along the way, you know. Oh, that, uh, that would be a good book. Because, you know, I think when you start examining your own relationship and your own self and, and doing this this work, it you know, you just develop this sense of curiosity for everything. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I sort of go by this quote all the time, to be interesting, you have to be interested. And, you know, people are always talking about us, you know, living an interesting life and doing these things. But I know some other people who travel as much as we do, and they are not very interesting. And so you you aren't necessarily interesting because of the life that you live. You're interesting because you're interested in the world around you. 
Ah, nice point. Ah, tell me a little bit about, I've got to know a little bit about this house. This is exciting to me. I did not think I would ever hear this from the two of you. And I love it. And, and it, you know, it, it just feels good, doesn't it, that you have a place there that can be base camp. It feels good. Can- yeah, it feels good. But I will admit that it also freaks me out a little bit because the ah. idea, we've lived this life for so long and it's been um Wonderful, and I didn't feel like we were missing anything, but we knew that we needed a place to settle down. But when it when it arrived, it was so perfect, and the people were so kind that it just fit. And so it's a small little, um, you know, a little casita in uh, the middle of the village. Um, we walk out our front door, and everything is there. There's the, you know, the. The, the Toto shop, which sells everything that you need, and you've got the bar up the street, and the Panaderia is right behind our back door. We actually were looking at it from sort of a business perspective. You know, we need to invest this. We need to have something to do. And it never dawned on me that it would be this place that we fell in love with, that we couldn't wait to live in. And so it went from being this business conversation to this beautiful lifestyle decision, and it couldn't have happened in a better way than it did. That that is so exciting. You know, I know that you you've deliberately stayed longer times in different places so you could really get to know the people there. And this could feel just like an extended stay, <laughs> Warren. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah I, that's what I'm saying Warren. to myself on those tough days. <laughs> How's your Spanish? Yeah. It's pretty good. good. It's pretty good. Yeah, we've our Spanish because we spent six months in South America, and then we've been in Spain a few different times, and then four months in Mexico. Um, I would say, you know, we t- we had a conversation today in Valencia for uh, about thirty minutes um, with some people, the locals here. It was all in Spanish. We talked about Twilight the movie, and we talked oh, about um, cool. all kinds of different experiences. And um, it was, you know, at the end of it, they congratulated us on how good our Spanish is. So I would say that it's moving along. We're right up at the end of the show. I hate to say that, but it is true. What would you like, what thought would you like to leave with our listeners today? I think that the relationship that you want to have can be yours. It takes vulnerability and it takes saying what you want. And it takes a little bit of work on your part every single day. But that little bit of work can give you a magnificent relationship, which is far more important than any of the, the things that you can buy, any job that you can have, any of those things. Your relationship is the most important. And you don't have to travel the world to get it. You just have to put in that effort and know and understand that you want to stay committed to this person and apply those things that we talked about through here. Assuming the best intentions is probably one of the first steps. Very strong, very good advice. Next week's guest is Cynthia Sue Lawson, the author of Quantum Jump, and I invite you to come quantum jumping with us. Whatever that is, discover it with me. Betsy and Warren, thank you so much for being with us today. I I hate to say goodbye. I love what you guys have to share. Thank you so much. It is true honor to be on your show each and every time we have a blast. And we'll say in Spanish, nos vemos, which means we will see you again. C. (laughs) This is Irene Conlon with my guest Betsy and Warren Talbot saying thank you for being with us today. Come come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. 
Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.